For the Q&A podcast. My name is Anthony and sitting right across from me via Zoom, as always, is my pal, Quincy. Hey, guys. You know how you always think of your uh, opening right before we do it? Yes. Whenever you're, you're doing your opening, I'm always thinking, how should I respond? And in my head, <laughs> I was like, well, if I just went with the what's up, you know, something different. And I was like, that's not me. Well, it's not you, but no. it would be welcomed. <laughs> something different. Something different. All right. I'll think about that for next podcast. And when I say that, once again, I'll be thinking about that right as you're giving your opening. <laughs> or or a, a different language or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, oh, God. Gotta, okay, I'll try to remember old French from 18 years ago. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> No, no, nothing offensive towards our French people. No, what did a uh, groundskeeper Willie? Oh, was I teaching uh, the children French. Oh, I can't do a French accent. I definitely can't do an Ita- uh, Irish one. And my oh, Ita- bonjour, you cheese eating <laughs> surrender monkeys. <laughs> he told the children. <laughs> Uh, remember when the Simpsons were funny, kids? <laughs> the kids? No, they don't remember. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're adults. Hey, yeah. all the episodes are on Disney Plus. They can find out. That's true. I keep telling my sister she sent me a she sent me a like three second clip YouTube clip of Marge <laughs> of little Marge getting shot at from an aeroplane in a cornfield. Oh. And she said, what is this from? Like, what episode is this from? And I immediately laughed uncontrollably <laughs> because it was from Marge's Fear of Flying. Yes, <laughs> I'm like, uh, you know, Simpsons episode and Seinfeld episodes are what you have down packed. Oh, yeah. You just see us. Uh, you don't even need, like, a clip. You just need a screenshot. You can say exactly what episode, what happened, <laughs> exactly. the funny bitch every time. Absolutely. <laughs> And I told her why it was so funny that that's taken from a movie. Like, yeah, uh, it's it's an old movie that I don't even know. But I think it was with um, what's his name? Who's that old guy? What was that old guy's name? George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, gosh, uh, Jimmy Stewart. Uh, I think he was. I think he was the one that was being shot out in in, in that movie, whatever that movie was. But like, The Simpsons had those. Like in the '90s, they had those old references they could go back to. Mm-hmm. Like, it was funny to make a, a Richard Nixon joke because, you know, what he did was not great. wasn't was pretty bad, but like, it basically it led a, to the downfall of the American um, the society and our distrust in the American institutions that we find ourselves in. But besides that. The beginning, the beginning of the end. But yeah. what we've seen since then is you can't really joke about it as much. Uh, 
but he had the funny voice and the mannerisms and, you know, the catchphrases that you could make reference to and still make them funny. Um, but, you know, old movies, old TV shows, all that, and all makes, it, you know, it, it makes sense for that audience at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, 30, 40 years later now, like, you know, you can't make a uh, Hill Street Bru- Hill Street Blues reference without maybe only a handful of people knowing. Uh, but she asked me what that episode was, and I was like, oh, you've got to watch that one. It's such a great episode with the, the goofy, silly references. Uh, just And the, the flashbacks that Marge has, you know, that, that lead to her fear of flying, like, they're just hilarious. That whole episode is hilarious. When she's on the plane and she has her little panic attack and she's running back and forth <laughs> and it goes to the outside of the plane. All you see is her hair running back right. and forth. <laughs> When's the last time you sat down and watched an episode, a new episode of The Simpsons? I've actually watched a few recent ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't actually don't remember what they were. The thing is with Simpsons now is that they're not like they're not necessarily funny, which is kind of sad to say, but they're not actually not that terrible. Um, they're not as bad as I thought they were. They're, they're definitely not as funny and as memorable and as quotable even. Um, but you know it's not the worst thing in the world I've seen you know I um, I didn't regret watching any of these new episodes and that's what I always thought I was like oh man if I watch one I'm gonna hate it and just you know be miserable and it turns out I wasn't like they still managed a few funny funny jabs here and there no more choking Homer does not choke Bart anymore I don't know if you know that. Oh. Child violence. We finally got rid of it after <laughs> 25 years. Yay. <laughs> so no more of that. Um, yeah, they, you know, they seem to be self-aware as well. You know, the longevity of the show. Mm-hmm. I think they kind of allude to it at times. But uh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, it's the just- stories are more... They, they kind of go for your heart more than your your like your head like your funny head you know so are they more there's more sentimental now I feel like a little a little bit more even if just slightly because there are some very you know poignant and sentimental episodes you know that were really good mm-hmm. um, but I feel like that's like the the goal the new goal of these episodes oh, is man. to have that kind of touching moment. Because there was a while there where they were just trying to follow uh, Family Guy's lead, and that's when they lost me. It's like they start doing flashbacks, and I'm just like, what, what, what is going on? I, I'll watch Family Guy for this. Like, yeah, they do it well. I mean, Family Guy knows how to do that well. Well, used to Fam- the Family Guy has gone through the same thing, and it happens yeah. to all TV shows. You have that. It's basically the arc. You mm-hmm. reset the high point, and everything, and that lasts for you know five six seasons if you're a long-running show like the simpsons and then you just you're on the back nine you start coming down and um the simpsons are on the back nines family guy is american dads it's it's all these long-running cartoon shows like eventually you you just is the magic isn't there anymore Mm -hmm. and do you watch rick and morty no oh that's one show i haven't gotten into i've only seen 
one or two episodes. Okay. Yeah. This last season that I started to get that feeling. It just, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just not intellectually, you know, intelligent <laughs> enough to understand the show. Like all the fans tell you, but this, like there were episodes where I would just go the entire show without one chuckle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fortunately, I can say that I haven't seen an episode of a new episode of The Simpsons where I didn't laugh, like it, even at good. least just once. Um, honestly, there was there was a season of a couple of years ago where, um, gosh, I think it was like one or two seasons. No, it was, it was more than that. It was maybe three or four seasons ago um, where. Gosh, Julie Kavner, the voice of Marge, mm-hmm. that was brutal because it, if it seemed, it, I was like, was she dealing with something or, you know, was it, you know, something happened to her that season? Because, man, her voice was shot. Every episode was painful to, to, to listen to when she spoke because, you know, Marge's voice has always been rough, right? It's always mm-hmm. been scratchy. But this, it, it really felt like the person, Julie Kavner herself, was like really, really like trudging and really playing through the whatever pain or, you know, playing through the pain, as they say. Um, but then, you know, like another season, you know, the next season or season two after that, she seemed to be back to normal and seemed to be fine. Her voice sounded, you know, normal, like, like I've been used, to, accustomed to hearing. But there was just one season, man, where every episode was just, just terrible because, it, and you felt bad for her because I was like, man, is there something wrong with her voice? Is she losing it? You know, is she sick? Is something wrong? Like it was not good, not good. I mean, you're making me. I'm actually um, googling to see if I can find anything. Boys mm-hmm. yeah. decline, boys damage. I feel like it was maybe like season 30 or something, 31. I mean, that's a long ass time to be doing that particular voice. And, yeah. and all the other stuff she does as well. Patty and Selma, Mrs. Bouvier. I mean, those are not easy voices to do. And they get paid handsomely, don't they? Yes. Because they don't get paid. That show doesn't get made. Because <laughs> that's like five main people who do like over, I would say 95% of the voices on the show. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm. I mean, that's the gold standard for anime, you know, voiceover work. If you If you were lucky enough to be a regular on The Simpsons, all right. Oh, okay. So I'm on Reddit. So you're going. We're going to take this with all the salt. Right. So the reason apparently there's an app. This is from some Reddit um, user, um, Chris Ponzu. Okay, we're gonna go with that. Uh, and, and I quote: "There's an episode of the podcast Talking Simpson that explains that the director made Julie perform the log cabin monologue." to Homer over a hundred times. And that was um, the monologue from the Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. 
And anyway, the director made it perform over a hundred times. Apparently, heard her. She heard her voice and couldn't record for a week. Since then, no, fans have noticed her voice changing every season. Jeez. That's awful. So if I remember correctly, this woman is she is in her 70s, is she not? Mm-hmm. She's been around for a long time. She's been acting since since the 70s, I believe. Yeah, she's 71 currently. Yeah. And you've been doing the Simpsons for that 30, 35 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing that, like I said, doing that voice for that long amount of time is break down eventually. Mm-hmm. This is not what we kind of came on here to talk about, but I'm glad we did. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I love talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other uh, cartoon that I'm enjoying. You ever watch Bob's Burgers? You know, I'm starting to watch it a little more here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Thanksgiving episodes are always great. Um, but yeah, it's in the same spot. It's up. In, it's still in the... Um, up on the high point right now, but it's going to start coming down. I can feel it. It happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. You hit double digit amount of seasons and the quality is going to go down. And, you know, th- those ideas, it's like, um, like albums, whenever someone has that first <laughs> album and it's great and everything, it's like, wow, I can't wait for their second or third, whatever. Like she usually that first one is the one that you were working on and preparing for the longest. So of course it's right. going to be great. Usually, you know, sometimes that, that first hotness is all you're getting. And then when they get to that third or fourth album, why can't they go back to that first, you know, <laughs> what they did in that first album? It's uh, like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Like Jay-Z said, you want my old shit, go buy my old albums. Mm-hmm. And then if you try to recapture that, then it's like, oh, they're just sound, they can't do anything different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a very Bart Simpson thing. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. I think uh, Drake is filled in that right now. His yeah, have you I, have you heard the new album? I no, I, I have not. But uh, I hear it's different, right? It's like it's, a, it's electronic like, album. It's uh, like a dance album. Okay. Uh, a house dance house music vibe, which is good because he got that out right before Beyonce dropped her single, <laughs> right. and basically knocked him off and. You know, he's just going to you. You try something new because you want to do something different. You're as an artist, you get bored doing the same shit all over and over again. Right. But sometimes it just don't work. Mm-hmm. But Drake did say something that I found interesting where he basically said, you know, you, you create the music, you do the best you can. And then once you put it out there, you basically surrender it. Like people are gonna make their jokes yeah. when it first come out because that's the hot thing, you know. You make your jokes, you're first on Twitter saying it's trash, blah blah blah, and then turn around a week or two later and you listen to it it's like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad because you still need you need something to listen to. Yeah, once it's out there, it's it's out there. You got no more control over it. It's no longer yours in the sense that you're the only one controlling the narrative. Mm-hmm. Once it's out there, I mean, anybody and everybody can pick at it and say what they need to say and say what they want to say. And 
a lot of people are going to agree and a lot of people are going to agree with this person or that person. And it's just, you know, you know, it's just all over the place now. Yeah. And I like Drake because I understand what he is. Mm-hmm. Drake music was perfect for me in my twenties when I felt the way that he felt I like now that I'm in my thirties and have all these goddamn responsibilities and didn't have <laughs> in my twenties, like that shit doesn't hit the same for me. I, it's mm-hmm. for the young, like I'm not going to say Drake's music is like terrible, horrible. He's, he's got some good beats, but the stuff he rap about, like, Oh, this woman treated me wrong. And I, and how do I get to, to be the best? And I'm the best and all this stuff. It's like, that stuff like might have been something I felt like when I was in twenties. I was like, you know, listening mm-hmm. to Marvin Room while crying in my room about how some woman didn't give me a chance or some shit like that. But now it's like, bro, I, you need to move past that now. You shouldn't be stuck <laughs> on the same things that you were stuck on 10, 12 years ago. Yeah. But do you still listen to those old albums, or do you still, or do you just? continue with the new stuff like are you- i normally i keep with the old stuff because you, they still have that emotional connection right like that also if i can remember how i felt when i was 20 25 and wow drake hasn't been out that long he's been out like 10 years so i would say 20 mm-hmm. 25 28 something like that so i remember how i felt back then but now like his new stuff it it like for the young kids it probably is great and it hits but for me it just don't hit the same you know mm-hmm. right But I'm so for go back to Drake, like I feel kind of bad for him because he did the one thing people say he needs to do. He did something different, but they still shit on him. (laughs) Right. It's like, you know, it's like anything in the world right now, music, comics, TV, movies, people say they want something different. But then when you do something different, they say they don't want it. Mm hmm. It's like, well, what do you want? And the answer is they don't know. Right. And whatever you want, go do it then. Go Mm -hmm. make it. Yeah, because the only person that feels how you feel about music is you. Mm -hmm. So how about you, you know, make up a song, give me uh, 16 hot tracks, do what you can. Or honestly, what you should do is find someone who makes the music you like. Yeah. You don't have to listen to Drake. You don't have to listen to Beyonce or any of these other huge artists. Like, no one's forcing you to. I think it's a a fear, that FOMO, fear of missing out. Like, if I don't listen to this person, then I'm going to miss the discussion on Facebook or on Twitter, and I won't know what people's talking about. So I have to listen to this person, even though I don't like them. I'll tell you right now, man, I am too old to be paying attention to people's shit that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember one time people were arguing about some Marvel movie on on Twitter, and the guy was asked, "Well, if you if you don't like the movie, why why the hell? No, if you don't like the t, it was a TV show. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was um." Falcon and Winter Soldier, I'm not 100% sure. But the guy who kept on complaining about this, that, and the third, and people were like, you don't like the show, but you're on here every day on Wednesdays telling people what's wrong with the show. 
and, and some people can ask him, why are you watching? It's like, oh, because I want to have some, I just, I want to be part of the conversation. I was like, well, at least he's honest. <laughs> I, I, I would, I'll never watch something or listen to something that I can't stand. Life is too short for that shit. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. You want to stay in the world of music for a little bit longer? Uh, yeah, we can. Yeah, all right. So I don't know if you uh, watched this, but the um, Usher had a Tiny Desk performance. No, I didn't see that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the first one I watched. I didn't realize those Tiny Desk performances were only like 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought they were like hour-long performance or anything like that. So I'm, I'm listening to it. And I'm jamming. It reminds me of being a young man out in this world. <laughs> and then there's one point where he's like, he, he's um, just talking to the crowd. He's like, yeah. So if you didn't know, this year is the 25th anniversary of my My Way album. And I almost dropped to my damn knees. <laughs> it's been that long. Huh? <laughs> it's been that long. Brother, I would have dropped to my knees, but my knees are bad. I wouldn't have been able to get back up. But <laughs> All right. He said it's been 25 years since his My Way album. And I was I was shook. Damn. So I was talking to a couple of my coworkers because, you know, I was listening to at work. I wasn't doing anything. No one was bothering me. And mm-hmm. um, that's, I was thinking about I, uh, I had a podcast idea and the podcast would tentatively be titled Time Doesn't Give a F About You. <laughs> and it would basically be, you know, people just going back and listening to these old albums on their anniversary, like everything 20 years um, and older. And basically talking about what songs they like then and what songs they like now and everything. And then like the crux of the podcast, there'd be like some Gen Z that comes on and listens to the album for the first time and and talks about if the album is still a classic or it's just nostalgia. <laughs> have you seen those videos of people listening to songs for the first time? No. Oh, yes, I have. Sometimes they look confused as hell. Right. Man, 25 years. Yeah. Have you... Uh, there's... Yeah, for you a while a ch- there. If you get a chance, go watch that because he, he sounds as good now at he did when he was in his 20s mm-hmm. it's interesting because um, i'm looking I'm looking at the tiny desk page mm-hmm. in nine days he's gotten 5.9 million views which is pretty good mm-hmm. for nine days and considering anderson pat dot pack and the free mm-hmm. nationals five years ago they their tiny desk has garnered since five years ago was 89 million. Mac Miller was 88 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dua Lipa was 85 million a year ago. BTS, 50 million a year ago. Sting and Shaggy, 49 million two years ago. Not bad. Oh, yeah. I went through their Wikipedia page looking at all the tiny desk performances. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's like, 5.9 million in nine days. Like that's pretty impressive 
considering Usher is not the Usher from 25 years ago. You know, he's no, he's no, a legend not, at this point. He's not, you know, the he's not the uh, um, he's not the main attraction that that you know that he was 25 years ago. But to get those kinds of numbers um, in that short amount of time, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. And that is a testament to his, you know, status as a iconic performer, a modern iconic performer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there was there's a I, lot of. Um, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I was listening to him, and I turned to an old head that time. Like, yeah, what you <laughs> what you youngest know about this? Right. <laughs> I like those TikTok videos or at least videos I've seen on Instagram from TikTok because I don't actually have TikTok for the record. <laughs> where, where it's like these, you know, women like our age or whatever and older or they post these videos of them like and the caption reads like, you know, uh, when mom is uh, cleaning, cleaning the kitchen or whatever. And then oh, that God. song from her club days come, you know, turns sound like, sound like a browser title. Where you going? Where you going with this? No, no, she, she's clean, you know, you know, cleaning the kitchen or whatever, or what something. And then that song from back in her club days turns on, and she starts, mm-hmm. she reverts back to those, you know, to that time and doing those dances and getting crazy and stuff like that. And I kind of, yeah, you know, I guess I don't know if we're we're all getting there, but. We're definitely I, I can understand where you're coming from when you you said you're listening to it and turned into an old head. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, I don't know. You ever seen the uh, the verses? Uh, I don't think so. All right. So for those of you not know, verses are basically it was a um, I can't call it a show. It was an event that that came to fruition during the pandemic that we're still in, but we're not going to talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, artists would just go up against each other, 20 songs, and just have a grand old time until, of course, a corporation got involved and made it completely more corporate. <laughs> um, so people have been talking a long time about Usher, asking um, there anyone that could take him. And, of course, all the young children are saying Chris Brown. Chris Brown, who just put out an album that has six listens, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> and so listening to this, I'm thinking, man, there's only two people that can actually, you know, go up against Usher and give him a fighting chance. Mm-hmm. And oh, do you want to guess? Who, who could give Usher a fighting chance? I don't you know. know. From our uh, our adolescence. Uh-huh. So one person I think could go against Usher and it's kind of cheating because it was also involved him using his, his songs from his boy band days, but it's, um, Oh, uh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And the other person would never do this because she's, she's so far above verses and that's Beyonce. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I think people sleep on Justin Timberlake because of all the shit he's done, you know, um, when he decided to run away from blackness and do that Man in the Woods album that went super aluminum. <laughs> and, but you, you go run back uh, was, uh, a couple of his albums when he went solo. 
them shit slap and they still hit, man. Don't let's not. Of let's, course. Let's not start like you may not like the man right now because of what he's done in the last five, six years. But what was it? Future sounds love sex. I think that was it. Go Fantastic play, album. Go play the album right now. And here's the thing. When he was doing those albums, mm-hmm. he was just doing those albums. The stuff he's done lately, five, six years ago, he's acting, he's doing, you know, he's getting involved in all these other things. You know, uh, he's a family man now. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just focusing on the music. And the music was banging. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, let's not play revisionist history here, people. And then Beyonce is Beyonce. I mean, from Destiny Child to all her solo album, albums. And <laughs> her Lemonade album is still one of my favorite albums of all time. Really? Yes. This is the first. I've, we've, we, we don't talk about music a lot. I've never really gotten your... your favorite albums uh, you know why you know close. you know why because i really don't listen to albums all the way through mm-hmm. usually if like there's a couple of songs I'll, I'll listen to and that's that's it i just don't do the whole album thing yeah no but the fact that that you can say that album that mm-hmm. that means that's something like that shows you how good that album is mm-hmm. or a casual listener who eh, just listen to a few songs here and there but to listen to the whole thing yeah, that's when you know you got something there. Because I'll have an entire playlist of songs. I got a whole ass Red Hot Chili Peppers playlist on my Spotify right now. There you go. But I I'll never listen to all the albums. I just it's something within me. I just don't. Sure. No, that's fine. You don't need. I mean, there's some t- some artists you don't need to listen to everything that they do. Yeah. yeah. And. We live in Houston, where we've been, we've been conditioned to know only the same five exact same Red Hot Chili Pepper songs when listening to the radio. <laughs> this is true. So it, it's hard to break out of that. I, I need to go back and listen to uh, Mother's Milk from like 1988 or whatever, you know, or I need to go listen to Blood Sugar Sex Magic all the way through from 1991, which is a long album. There's like 17 songs and it's almost an hour long. Who has that much time? Not a lot of people. Stop putting out long ass albums, people. 12, <laughs> 12 songs. That's all you need. 12, 13 songs, 40, 43 minutes. I think. I think you'll get your money's worth. That's all you need. I don't need anything longer than that. 12 at the maximum. You go over that, you, there should be like a, a, a fine you have to pay. <laughs> I'd rather you give me 12 good songs instead of 17 okay ones, okay? Chris Brown, I'm looking at you. (laughs) I got this super deluxe album with 24 songs. Nigga, no one got time for that shit. So I just got, uh, like, a week or two ago, Mm -hmm. I got got Donda on vinyl, right? Mm -hmm. This album... (laughs) And apparently it's the deluxe album. I was just about well. to say, Donda was like a goddamn DLC, like a video game. It had so much DLC, it was ridiculous. Like, which version did you get? Apparently it's the deluxe, but there's this album itself. There's like, it's four, four LPs. Mm-hmm. 
there is 32 songs <laughs> and the runtime is two hours and 11 minutes and I've only gotten through half of it. My brother in Christ, why? <laughs> why? But to his credit, the first half that I have heard is outstanding. I, I will say it's very good so far. It better be he went through a game at 50 tries. Eventually, <laughs> you got to hit gold. Correct. And then the I, non-deluxe version is 27 songs, an hour and 48 minutes. Nope, not for me. <laughs> I don't think I I don't think Kanye can ever get back that feeling from his first three albums. No. Or at least that I, feeling I had. I don't think I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that might be the greatest three album run in history. I mean, it's hard to argue with. And admittedly, I started out with graduation Mm -hmm. and then I went back and I listened to late registration and uh, college dropout college dropout. Yeah. And damn, (laughs) just so good. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, if only you weren't a dick because I don't want to, I don't want to stream and get, you get <laughs> right. this money anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, I had to buy the bootleg graduation mm-hmm. on vinyl. So he's not getting a cent for that one, I don't think. Anthony's kidding. He bought a completely legal means. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Snay mm-hmm. on the bootleg. Bay. Yeah. Um, Good music, good music song. We just don't we don't talk about music here that much. There's like there's so much of it, first mm. and foremost. Like even from big artists, like just imagine how much stuff that we miss that comes out from smaller artists on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Also, I'm old and don't have time to keep up with these youngsters. Right. And admittedly, I, I think we we also kind of we cover all the bases. Mm-hmm. I think you cover certain uh, genres that I don't regularly cover. The black I... ones. <laughs> and, uh, you, vice stay, versa. you stay over there with that hippity hop boy. <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Uh, music makes, I just turn into an old man when it comes to music and it not just hip hop music. It's also like uh, country music. The other day, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was at work, and um, I just felt the need to put on some Tim McGraw, and I was listening to Tim McGraw, Spotify, and then I was listening to, um, I think it was a 90s country list. And so I'm listening to Tim McGraw, George Strait, all that, and I'm like, they don't make this shit no more. This This that real country right here. I think it started turning when... uh... When honky tonk badonka donk became a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> no offense to you if you like the current country music, but the country music now is so influenced with pop music right now. Yeah, it's it's not country music essentially. I mean, it's it's taken on a different form, I guess. But yeah, it's the country more... that I listen that I remember that or that I uh, in, enjoy. I mean, talks about fighting and drinking and loving and cussing and fighting mm. and drinking and loving and cussing. You know, like. No one's got friends in low places anymore. I don't like no. this. 
<laughs> you ever see that video they had uh i think it was a year or two ago it was on it was going around facebook where basically they had six country songs and all of them had like the same underlying beat and music <laughs> it's like oh it's like you guys have gone pop and there's nothing wrong with that pop sounds it stands for pop they're going for the popular music but right. this shit ain't they don't hit the same no you're not gonna listen to that at three in the morning Mm-mm. with your buddies getting drunk you know Y'all ain't got no neon moons no more. I don't like no. this. <laughs> the uh, rodeo going to be confusing hell in a couple of years. They're going to have pop acts up there you know, for the majority yeah. of, the, of the year. Once George and Garth are, you know, you're no longer available, <laughs> it's going to be, eh, we'll see. We'll mm-hmm. see where it goes. Oh man, uh, Tim McGraw. Don't kiss the girl to this day will get me cheered up. So don't take the girl. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That song get the tears flowing. If I play that whole thing, um, yeah. damn, we are really talking about music. We have gotten to none of the topics we were we were talking about. <laughs> it's okay um, though. Uh, um, shit. I got about another 20 minutes. Uh, so sure. do you want to talk about... Oh, hold on. I got a phone call. Oh, we'll take this on the air. I might edit this out later. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> Hello? Hi. Hi, you're on the podcast. Oh, you're recording? Yes, ma'am. Why'd you answer? Because I thought you were calling to let me know that um, you were going to be staying later. No. Oh, you still getting off at five? All right. But I had just told Amari that he's coming because he's taking the stuff out for Adam because uh, he assumed that I was going to do that. And I was like, no, sir. Not my friend. <laughs> okay. Hi, Anthony. How's it going? Good. How are you, Tanisha? He said, good. How are you? I'm great. I'm ready to leave. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you. He said, I don't All blame right. you. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Uh, will I edit that out? I guess we'll all see you together. <laughs> Here, together. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you talking about? Oh, since we're talking about music, like, we want to talk about this, this Doja Cat situation. First off, who's Doja Cat? And, uh... <laughs> Doja Cat is, as I like to call it, my problematic fave, because every time I look up, it's either the music is banging or she's doing something stupid. <laughs> and I hate looking these people up because it's only going to help the algorithm and mm-hmm. boost their, you know, statistics, all that kind of stuff. But and same fuck time, up your algorithm because now Google, <laughs> Google's going to be like, oh, you want Doja Cat? <laughs> that's that's the problem I have right now with my uh, my YouTube my son watches these Fortnite videos on YouTube. So I log in and I'm trying to watch something. And the first five videos are Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite. <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, you know, she's a very popular uh, pop singer of the mm-hmm. moment. Rapper looks like. I couldn't tell you any of her music though. 
like off the top of my head. I might have heard her stuff before. I don't know, but nothing that I would uh, know automatically. I'm sorry. She's talented, but she is. She's starting to get to that place where she's more. Pro- if you're a fan, and when I say fan, I mean somebody who's rational, not these stand accounts that would love her if she drowned a baby on uh, Times Squares. You, no, the, yeah. uh, you've seen these people like on these Twitter accounts where like they just their uh, profile pictures is the hours they love and they can do no wrong. And mm. it's just super annoying. It's just annoying. You say you make a joke about that person and then your mentions are hell because you made a joke. It's like everything's oh, yeah. funny except when you talk about the person I love that doesn't know I exist. Just stands. Yeah, I I hate I hate stand culture. Like <laughs> I hate worst. I hate it so much. You should not love something so much to, to the point where you cannot recognize the faults in that person or thing. Yeah. That's weird. But anyway, uh do you know the story about Doja Cat? Sort of. All right, starting so, to pick it up. So basically, what happened is she had a crush or attraction to one of those actors from Stranger Things. What's that? Stranger Things, this show on Netflix. That I've never <laughs> seen an episode. Have you seen? I, I haven't seen it either. Oh, we're we're in cahoots. I've never seen the episode uh, episode here. And here's the thing: I uh-huh. saw the trailer, the original trailer for that movie for that show, mm-hmm. five six years ago now maybe longer. And it was like a four minute trailer. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like it's, you know, it's take, it takes place in the eighties. It's got all these like, you know, uh, you know, callbacks to the eighties and you know, it's got that nostalgic feel. And I was like, man, maybe I should watch this show. And I, I didn't. And then right after that, I said, you know what? I need to pass this trailer along to my parents. My parents are from the eighties. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. And they got hooked on the show. After watching it, they, you know, it premiered and they started watching it and they've kept up and are uh, gonna they're well, they're gonna watch this last season soon. Um, but I never, I I got them hooked, but I never myself got hooked on the show. Um, I just never got into it. For, I don't know why. Sometimes Netflix. Shit just happens on Netflix that I don't pay attention to. And I don't even have Netflix anymore. I stopped paying for that last month. Oh wow! Congratulations. Yeah, I I yanked the cable now. When it was, what are you gonna watch Seinfeld over and over again? <laughs> no, it's like all the other things I watch. So I pay for YouTube Premium, and so I don't see commercials anymore. I have oh. HBO Max, which is incredible. Um, Disney Plus, which of course never getting away with that. Disney's got me by the chokehold. Right. And uh, Amazon Prime. I don't even watch that. You know, you get Amazon for for the two day shipping, and Prime just comes along like a wayward stepchild. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just I'm spending all this money for shit I don't watch when it came to Netflix. So I just pulled the cord. And if there's a super show that grabs my interest that I need to watch, then I can just get Netflix for like a month, watch it all because these fools still believe in 
um, yeah. uh, dumping all their content in one day and then getting rid of it. Yeah, that's all they do, you know. And that's the great thing. Once you're gone, it's not like you can't ever go back, you know. Mm-hmm. It's the one thing, it's the one relationship where we shouldn't feel bad about going back if we leave for a few months no. or even a year. Oh yeah, no guilt. They, I've been paying for Netflix for how long and I didn't watch it. Like that was months. I would just get the notification on my phone saying, oh, your Netflix bill has been paid. And I'd be like, damn, I didn't turn on that thing one time this month. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Going back to this story. So um the doja cat story um she was attracted some actor on doja cat which i would love to tell you but my on stranger has, things ah what did i say on doja cat. yeah okay <laughs> on stranger things um joseph quinn yeah so apparently she wanted to get to know about joseph quinn and um she reached out to one of the f- actors on the show, Noah Sh- Sh- Snap, Snap, yeah, Snap, and um, she reached out to him on Instagram. She DM'd about uh, Joseph trying to get to know him, and he was like, "Bro, j- he was like, just go D- DM him. Here's his Instagram. Go do what you wish." And then, of course, being a seventeen-year-old, he a seventeen-year-old. He that's posted, your first mistake. Yeah, he posted on the internet. No, her first mistake was not just fucking going online, googling Joseph Quinn's name, and checking out his Instagram if she wanted to talk to him that bad. Mm-hmm. No. So anyway. The 17 year old does what 17 year olds do post everything online. <laughs> the world sees it, um, jokes are made, and then Doja Cat gets pissed off. She ha- does a, um, a live where she basically goes off on this yet again. Uh, let me remind you this 17 year old child, she's 26, yes. And the guy, uh, what's his name? I forgot his name like that. I do not give a shit about these people. Joseph Quinn, he's 29. So it's not like she was creeping on a child. Mm-hmm. She just went to a child to go talk to this. <laughs> uh, the... I mean, like what a terrible decision that was to think that a 17 year old isn't to think that a 17 year old is mature enough to, uh, you know, to not be stupid with this, this you know, event. Because like, let's face it, it's an event. She is a bigger name than both of these guys. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. The fact that a big name is contacting you for information on you know a, a castmate or a friend or you know whoever, of course the kid's gonna spout it out. You know he's trying to build his own name. And not only that, it's just a funny story. Like, ha, look, this this super famous person <laughs> had to come to me to get in contact with my friend. Right. And, you know, he it's just fun to him. He's not thinking anything seriously, but she gets on Instagram live and throws a bitch fit. And like, what year do you think this is? <laughs> Teenagers show us every part of their lives, no matter like no matter how mundane it is. Like, I don't understand. 
what did she think that there was a, a no talkie code like this is going to be safe in the streets we see dms get leaked like every month or something scandalous shit mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-uh. I, maybe i'd be more upset if it was me and my shit got, got leaked out there but you know what I wouldn't be reaching out to a 17-year-old <laughs> to help me uh, find someone I was attracted to. Nope, not mm-hmm. at all. Man, it's just... Yeah, she's like... She called the move weasel shit and her, it was reminiscent of a weird power play. You being a 17-year-old... <laughs> Decide to show how this famous, rich, powerful person was in their DMs, you don't say? Just a terrible decision on mm. all around. I don't think she has any room to be getting this pissed off because she's like, oh, she said, when you're young, you make mistakes, you do stupid shit. And I'm like, ma'am, you were in them racial shots showing feet. You need to calm down about a child leaking DMs. You were over, you were over there bending over for white supremacists. Maybe you need to calm the fuck down, ma'am. I don't know what you're talking about, oh. but that just sounds hilarious. That is the funniest thing I've heard all day, and I have no idea what any of that means. <laughs> she was in uh, racial chat showing feet. Word to Noriega. <laughs> He tweeted that out, and that was a funny oh shit. Oh my god! Yeah, um, what's the yeah? It came we uh, was a year or two ago. Like she was like in these like uh, borderline white supremacist chat rooms, you know, yucking it up with them and showing off and everything. It's like <laughs> you were out there. <laughs> Um, shaking it for th- for um, Thom Strowman, and you getting mad at a seventeen year old for <laughs> leaking messages? Come on now, you need to calm the fuck down. But that's why I say she's a problematic fave. Absolutely, clearly. And if you you ever follow her Twitter account for more than a week, you'd be like, "Oh, this bitch is crazy." <laughs> That's all I gotta say about that. She needs to like move on. Let her um, tell her minions to just go about their way, accept the L, and just shut up about it. Because the more you talk about, it, the worse it's gonna get for you. Because mm-hmm. right now, people are willing to make just sit here and make jokes and everything. Um, you don't want people to be really asking why the fuck are you talking to a 17 year old boy instead of just googling in Instagram that seems like that'd be the easiest the easier solution do the work <laughs> like you had to look up that guy's information to to DM him to talk to the other guy so why couldn't you just look up the first guy's information the math is not mathing the kids will say <laughs> the road less traveled mm-hmm Take the look, the road less traveled. Yeah. Try to get out with some dignity. And speaking of people who don't know how to get out with dignity, let's talk about what Elon Musk. <laughs> Damn, you see that transition? You think I'm a pro? Yeah, you're the best. Uh, and the worst. The, I, was say, <laughs> I was just about to say the best at being the worst. 
So, uh, old friend Elon, old musky boy, mm-hmm. has decided not to purchase Twitter.com for $44 billion. Um, don't say. Yeah. Basically, um, his reasoning is there are too many bots on the platform, and Twitter won't give him the necessary information to determine how many bots are on there. Twitter is like, we can't give you all the information because it has to deal with people's private information like ip addresses and information we just don't want anyone to have without you know actually being a part of twitter which makes sense and so he's backed out the deal twitter has said back out you want we shall see you in court Mm -hmm. as they should what do you think about this whole situation man oh uh it's funny because like <laughs> yes i don't i barely use twitter i use twitter to tweet out our episodes mm-hmm. and that's about it i follow a bunch of people and a bunch of bots follow me <laughs> yeah. you know it, it is what it is but i don't tweet my thoughts or anything like that rarely um yeah i don't know man like and there's just it's there's just too much going on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and am I am I surprised that a billion like a almost trillionaire or whatever you want to say uh, decided not to spend billions on on this thing? No, I'm not. I mean, did I think he was going to be the real true champion for? Look at me here free speech, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, no, no, I didn't. So, um, you know, if you thought he was going to buy it and turn it into this Wild West situation again, like, you know, you should have a good laugh about it. Like, you shouldn't take it so seriously that he didn't follow through. <laughs> Just laugh and say, hey, you got me. And move on, but um, but is there a problem with bots on Twitter? Yes, as he claims. There's, I, hold on, hold on. There's certain, there now, are things that he's right no, about. No, 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 no. Here's the thing: when he was talking about purchasing Twitter in, in the first place, he said there was a problem with bots. Mm-hmm. So, sir, you said it was a problem with bots when you were purchasing it. Now that you're in the final <laughs> throws, I was like, oh, there are too many bots. But that was the main reason you were gonna buy it to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. Like what are you talking? What are we talking about here? And what is is it a matter of not using the resources to combat the bots? Is that why Twitter doesn't do it in the first place? It's the manpower, the time, energy. Twitter and honestly, all these social media sites can say the same thing they would want to say when it comes to fighting bots or fighting. Um, anything they don't want on the site but basically it's a, why would you fight something that makes your numbers look better mm-hmm. it's the real reason why like sites like twitter and facebook don't do the job they could do corralling like these racist homophobic uh transphobic sites because when they're there you have people fighting and arguing back and forth and you have users and then you can sell that to these advertising um 
uh, agency so you can make money because that's the only way you can make money off of Twitter because you can't make the money off the, you know, some subscriptions because people would just say, fuck it. Right. Like, I didn't, I never understood what the point of buying Twitter is for. Like, unless you're some kind of like, pure-hearted billionaire and you say i'm <laughs> gonna buy this and i'm gonna make it a place where i can get rid of all the assholes of the world and make it a, a pure place but no no such billionaire exists that i know of right most billionaires don't care about that stuff mm-hmm. they're worried about amassing more billions mm-hmm. um and continuing whatever work they're doing and this guy's doing enough as it is i mean because my question the entire time when he was in discussion with Biden, it's like, how are you going to make back the money you're spending on Twitter? Right, right. Because the only doesn't way doesn't seem feasible. You you can you can sell ads, um, you can sell people's information. That'd be the quickest way. <laughs> uh, let me know, people, if you're signed up for something and you're not paying any money, you are the product. Mm-hmm. But but I don't I never understood how he's gonna make the money back. I mean I'm not the smartest man, but if you try to do a subscription based thing with tw- with Twitter, people are just gonna leave. Like, Twitter is basically a big hangout with friends and and um, a big group chat. If it ever came, oh Twitter's gonna start subscri- uh, requiring uh, paid subscribers starting December. Well, damn, I got a couple of months to get everybody's phone number and bounce. <laughs> right. So I, I never understood how he was going to make the money back. Even the plan they described in the Washington Post, it never seemed feasible to me. Like it seemed more of a pipe dream than a realistic uh, a realistic plan. And I think you finally got to the point where it's like, hey, this isn't going to work out. I need to get an exit strategy. Right. But the exit strategy he has, like, it's gonna if cost. I, him. It's gonna cost him because at the at the minimum he's got a billion dollar buyout that he's gonna have to pay, right? And there's a chance that he may be forced to buy the whole thing because I heard I'm not sure if this 100 percent correct. I've seen reported that he had when he signed on to buy Twitter, he also signed like um, I don't remember what the legal term is, but basically like signed a. Um, a document that says that he can't refuse if he finds something he doesn't like during discovery. Like he waived his right to discovery away. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, the bots are a problem. It's like, well, you already said you buy it and you say you didn't care and you waived your right to discovery. So you're going to have to come up on this $44 billion. Right. But uh, I think he's playing right now and this is me just speculating, reading from people who smarter than me. It's like he wants to make this whole lawsuit with Twitter be as painful as possible. So eventually they'll just give up. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Twitter, I'm like, it's $44 billion. I'm going to fight to the fucking death and I'm going to have you pay my lawyer fees when I'm done. <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> if someone told you they were going to give you $44 and they only gave you one, you'd be rightly pissed off. <laughs> of um, course. Imagine someone saying they're going to give you $44 billion and 
They say you, they're going to give you nothing, but you know, at minimum, you'll get a billion. Hell yeah, you can fight. And you didn't even have to go very high. You said forty-four dollars, mm-hmm. and you hit it on the nose. <laughs> You're damn right. <laughs> if I'm owed forty-four dollars and I only get one, where's the other forty-three? Forty-four dollars. That's a whole tank of gas these days. Shit. Yeah. Almost for me, but. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gas has gone down. Going down. Th- it's the last three weeks, so it, it might be. I paid four oh nine the other day. Ooh. Oh, okay. That's good. And I said, that's it. The recession's over, baby. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> yeah. I paid less than $60 for gas for the first time in three months, maybe, to fill up. Yeah, I think. Because the- I tried the half a tank mm-hmm. method and just, it never. I don't know. It feels like you burn more because you go into the gas station more. And that that may not be correct. It just it it probably isn't right because you know it's the same amount of gas, but it just feels. That's all it is. <laughs> well, well, you know what? No, it, it's the same amount of gas. But since the gas prices were going up <laughs> during that time, you were going there more often, and it kept going up by five mm-hmm. cents every time you went. Yeah. 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 I know. If gas price is going. Down. I think the Shell station over here is like four. 20 something and i'm like and it was like 490 a couple of weeks ago so i'm like yes second term <laughs> second term for biden baby Woo. <laughs> locked in he locked it in, in. <laughs> we're going putting that drake we're going back to back baby right. <laughs> oh, yeah you know i signed up for every single rewards program <laughs> out there oh buddy i put my number in that shell every time <laughs> shell exxon mobile murphy's gas station uh kroger of course i've always mm-hmm. had that but if i was if i was like okay i gotta get gas okay this is the closest i'm putting that number in everybody's got my information now everybody's got my phone number i need to go to uh you know I, uh what's called sam's Sam's yeah. always got a gas station. I don't ever think about going. Are you a Sam's Club member? Yes, sir. Oh, then oh, you gotta go. <laughs> they were keeping it low-ish for a while. I gotta check. I have not been to Sam's Club in months. Usually, I went to a. That's where I we get to... all his schools, his school lunches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Buy them there in bulk. And... Nice. And so we had everything else sell for school, but school's out, so we haven't been there in a while. Mm-hmm. Gotta fill up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I paid four hundred nine at a Valero three days ago. This might be the oldest ass podcast we have. <laughs> <laughs> we already talking about gas prices, old music, the Twitter. Junkie. Yeah, twi- yeah, we just old Elon Musk. <laughs> we old men. God, man. It was it was a party over there. I gotta tell you that. Because I guess word started spreading. This was right off the freeway. Mm-hmm. The gas was four oh nine, and there were, I think there's eight or ten pumps at this station. There were seven Amazon delivery trucks. God damn. Uh, two, sedan like regular cars, and like some other delivery truck in the shape of the Amazon truck, but some other company. I barely got in before people started lining up again. Like, oh my God, this is terrible. 
And I'm trying to hurry up because, you know, I hate it when people take their sweet time. So I try not to do that. I try to, you know, get in, get out. I'm not dilly dallying because mm-hmm. I, I get it, man. You want to get your gas and get the hell out of here as much as I do. So try to just fill up real quick and get on out. Get that cheap stuff while you can. Yeah. But yeah, back to Elon Musk. <laughs> um, I, I think what happens is this gets dragged out in court for like six to eight months, mm-hmm. and then he's, well, maybe even longer. But I'm, uh, I just don't see how he think. Let me phrase it. I just don't see how he get he can get think how he can get away with it. I see why he thinks he can because he's a billionaire. But you had an agreement. You waived your right to discovery and so forth. Mm-hmm. And one of the big tenets of you buying Twitter was getting rid of these bots that you hate so that you say there's so many of. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I don't even play one on TV, but it seems like this is open and shut. And at the end of the, at the, end of the day, he can drag it out as much as he wants. But he's dealing with a billionaire as well. And Jack. I mean, Jack isn't just some guy. I mean, he's. He's got money too, and uh, is Jack in charge? Go... I thought he left, or whoever's in charge. Well, I, I thought he. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess he did step down, or something like that. But Your CEO, uh, do Paragua. I'm. You know what? Not Jack. Not, not Jack. <laughs> I don't know. I hate coming. <laughs> I hate coming on here and just messing up people's names because I don't want anyone to mess up. That's why right. <laughs> when I watch Miss Marvel and I watch the credit scenes, it's like, oh, I'm I, I'm gonna be respectful as I can right here mm-hmm. and say all the people of Pakistani. Yeah, well, I'm not I'm not <laughs> no, doing that, but she you're but not whitewashing. Like, I'm not whitewashing. I'm like, ooh, I need to um, listen to her interviews <laughs> to see how to say mm-hmm. this day correctly. No, but this is a billion. This is a billion dollar company as well. It's not like you know they're gonna go broke on legal fees themselves. <sighs> Jack Dorsey got out uh, net worth four point six billion. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Hmm. I we're just gonna be seeing this. Um, Musk versus Twitter thing for a while and I just don't see any reason why Twitter would be like okay we're done we'll let you get away with not paying us I'm <laughs> like I'm, I'm walking the courthouse but like I want my fucking money right where is the pretzel money mm-hmm. and so forth mm-hmm. you have 12 hours to deliver the money or you have 24 hours to, to deliver the money. And to show you that we mean business, you have 12, 12 hours. <laughs> yes. I know exactly what Simpsons episode that's from. <laughs> the twisted world of Marge Simpson. Mm-hmm. You got anything else on this? Uh... Oh, we'll say Mark Zuckerberg, another idiot billionaire. <laughs> uh, Elon Musk situation? No. Because at the end of the day, it's just billionaires fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
the world has enough problems to deal with than to be captivated by all this. Yeah. Even though twit look, Twitter has definitely ingrained itself in society. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a very passive user, I mean, I, I still don't feel like I need to be concerned about it. Like I'm not me personally, because I don't follow anybody that I feel is going to uh, amass power through Twitter. You know, I follow athletes and, you know, wrestling shows and podcasts and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not looking to follow the next great, you know, leader on Twitter. And also I think people on Twitter overstake the value of twitter mm-hmm. like it's i always say twitter is real but it's not real because if you get on there yeah you can do some things you can you know meet people organize like protests and things like that but twitter is such a small part of the world mm-hmm. like i always go back to if you were on twitter during the 2020 presidential um, run, you would have swore to God Bernie Sanders was going to win easily. Of course. And obviously that did not happen. And I swear to God, one day I'm going to get on this podcast and talk about Bernie Sanders and get us... (laughs) Um, all the lefties are going to hate us, but that would not be today. Um, <laughs> yeah, that you would if you were on Twitter in 2020, you would have seen everyone swearing um, Bernie Sanders going to win. There's no way he's the obvious choice. And then come nomination time, Joe Biden just completely blows him out the water. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. It, it's real, but it's not real. Because you can build your own ecosystem there. And part of building your ecosystem means you don't have to listen to anyone that you don't like. (laughs) Which is good in protecting your mental health, but it's real shitty when you're actually trying to predict what's going to happen in the real world. it's just going to be a knockout drag out fight between Elon Musk and Twitter and when something new happens we'll talk about it but until then you know fuck fuck it honestly fuck both (laughs) (laughs) if I had 44 million dollars I would not be buying a social media site I'd be on a private island somewhere (laughs) pretend this country did not exist Absolutely. Um, it was almost five o'clock to get here. We didn't even get to talk about all the basketball stuff I want to talk about. I have to save that for next time. Yeah. We keep pushing this back. By the time we actually do it, Kevin Durant's going to get traded. Well, it will, it'll be our the lead in. The yeah. lead in <laughs> to the episode. Well, no, knowing our luck, we'll do the episode. I'll put it out the next day. And then five minutes later, Kevin Durant will sign. <laughs> And that's because we pushed it back so so many times. I think it's like the second or third time. 
All right, man. You got anything else? That's all I've got, man. This was a fun one, as always. Oh, I'm getting another call. Should I answer it? Oh. All right. Hello? Hi. You're back on the podcast. We're wrapping up. Oh, yeah. We're hurrying up because it's 456. <laughs> Rude. All right. We're getting out of here. We'll see you uh, soon. Can you, can you grab my I shall. Or my, no, my Crocs. Give me my Crocs. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Hurry no. up. All right, bye. <laughs> Sad part is I had to stop and get gas. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got to get out of here before I get my ass whooped. Um Thank you all for listening, sharing. We appreciate it. Anthony, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. Always. Yeah, and we'll be back uh, later on this upcoming week. Talk to you more. We will talk about basketball. I swear to God, we will make it happen. We'll pencil it in. Pencil it in. All right, for Anthony, I'm De Quincy. Later.